0: so eyes closed, I tiptoed across the carpet and pulled on my working clothes. I effortlessly accomplished the journey down the long flights of stairs, but when I opened the side door, the system began to crumble, because even in the shelter of the high-walled garden, the wind struck me with a savage force. It was difficult to stay asleep. In the yard, as I backed out of the garards, the high branches of the elms groaned in the darkness as they bent before the blast. Driving from the town, I managed to slip back into my trance, and my mind played lazily with the phenomenon of Harold Ingledew. This drinking of his was so out of character. He was a tiny mouse of a man about seventy years old, and when he came into the surgery on an occasional market day, it was difficult to extract more than a few muttered words from him. Dressed in his best suit, his scrawny neck protruding from a shirt collar several sizes too big for him, "'he was the very picture of a meek and solid citizen. "'The watery blue eyes and fleshless cheeks added to the effect, "'and only the brilliant red colouration of the tip of his nose "'gave any hint of other possibilities. "'His fellow smallholders in Thurby village were all steady characters "'and did not indulge beyond a social glass of beer now and then, "'and his next-door neighbour had been somewhat bitter "'when he spoke to me a few weeks ago. "'He's now but a bloody nuisance, is out, Harold.' But "'How do you mean?' "'Well, every Saturday night and every market night, "'he's up roaring and singing till four o'clock in the morning. "'Harold Ingledew? Surely not. "'He's such a quiet little chap. "'Aye, he is for rest at week. "'But I can't imagine him singing. "'You should live next door to him, Mr. Ariot. "'He makes an elbow racket. "'There's no sleep for anybody till he settles down.' Since then I had heard from another source that this was perfectly true, and that Mrs. Ingledew tolerated it because her husband was entirely submissive at all other times. The road to Thurby had a few sharp little switchbacks before it dipped to the village, and looking down I could see the long row of silent houses curving away to the base of the fell, which by day hung in peaceful green majesty over the huddle of roofs, but now bulked, black and menacing under the moon.' As I stepped from the car and hurried round to the back of the house, the wind caught at me again, jerking me to wakefulness as though somebody had thrown a bucket of water over me. But for a moment I forgot the cold and the feeling of shock as the noise struck me. Singing! Loud, raucous singing echoing around the old stones of the yard. It was coming from the lighted kitchen window. "'Just a song at twilight!' WHEN THE LIGHTS ARE LOW. I looked inside and saw little Harold sitting with his stockinged feet extended towards the dying embers of the fire, while one hand clutched a bottle of brown ale. And the flickering shadows softly come and go. He was really letting it rip. Head back, mouth wide. I thumped on the kitchen door. "'Though the heart be weary, sad the day and long,' replied Harold's reedy tenor, and I banged impatiently at the woodwork again. The noise ceased, and I waited an unbelievably long time till I heard the key turning and the bolt rattling back. The little man pushed his nose out and gave me a questioning look. "'I've come to see your sheep,' I said. "'Oh, aye.' He nodded curtly with none of his usual diffidence. I'll put me boots on. He banged the door in my face and I heard the bolt shooting home. Taken aback as I was, I realised that he wasn't being deliberately rude. Bolting the door was proof that he was doing everything mechanically. But for all that, he had left me standing in an uncharitable spot. Vets will tell you that there are corners in farmyards which are colder than any hilltop, and I was in one now. Just beyond the kitchen door was a stone archway leading to the open fields, and through this black opening there whistled a Siberian draught which cut effortlessly through my clothes. I had begun to hop from one foot to the other when the singing started again. There's an old mill by the stream. Nellie Horrified, I rushed back to the window. Harold was back in his chair pulling on a vast boot and taking his time about it. As he bellowed, he poked owlishly at the lace holes and occasionally...